Welcome to the Clemson Dubcast, Friday, March 11th. Another big recruiting weekend on tap, and another week and weekend of Paul Strelo killing it uh, on the recruiting front, TigerIllustrated.com. I don't know how he does what he does, but he does it, and looking forward to all of the insight and intel, perspective, analysis from him coming out of the weekend. My good friends Blake Smith and Brooke Archenhold have been part of the podcast since the beginning, way back in August of 2018. They have an accomplished team of personal injury attorneys at Parm Smith and Archenhold based in Greenville. They are Clemson people, and their skillful attorneys have decades of experience in complicated litigation matters, taking a special interest in medical malpractice, nursing home abuse, and neglect car accident cases that have left the individuals involved in serious trouble. For a free consultation at Parm Smith and Archenhold, call 864-990-4581 or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experience team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting, like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero's solutions, You can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at solerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. Okay, earlier this week, we had on deep snapper extraordinaire Jack Maddox. As promised, today we have the guy who was holding all those field goals and extra points over the last several years. I haven't written much about special teams over the years. Well, I'm making up for it this week. Love this conversation with Will Sweeney. Great kid and a hell of an interview. Here we go. Enjoy. All right. Joined by Will Sweeney, who is, uh, I guess, trying to get adjusted to uh, the real world now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's, it's, it's very different in the real world, world for sure, but uh, it's been good so far. <laughs> I'm not interrupting any uh, Olympics uh, at, at the at the at the house with Hunter Renfro, am I? <laughs> no. So he actually uh, he's going down. To, he went down to Disney World today, and uh, he's going with the Carr family, I think. And um, but I think he's going to come back up Sunday for one last little round up here. I think he's actually bringing Derek Carr with him, and he's going to check out Clemson because he's never been this way. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's always uh, fun whenever Hunter can come in for at least a week or so. It's like right back where he left off in college. You know, there's always finding fun things to do, whether it's playing frisbee golf on campus or riding mopeds around, just always finding fun things to do. So it's been fun having him back and as well as his family. Can you give a taste? I mean, your, your, your father uh, just told the reporters, told the media last night that how crazy it is when he's there because it, everybody's always finding something to compete in. Um, can, can, can you give a little window into that, into what, what it's like? Yeah, it's it's just I mean that's what I really it's funny because it's like kind of a it's like a small thing but it's really what makes Hunter great is just his mindset and the fact that he just 
he wants to compete in everything. And um, I think it's just, you know, I mean, we actually, so one fun thing that we did uh, two years ago, so my friend, uh, we had a, our friends, uh, four of us, it was him and Sawyer Jordan, who was a yep. student assistant here. Yeah, you probably know him. And then, and, and with uh, versus me and Dylan Thompson. Now, this is not the South Carolina Dylan Thompson before anyone <laughs> <laughs> jumps to crazy inclusion. This guy, he, um, Dylan's one of our friends. He went to soccer see with Hunter, and he was a pitcher for the Rays organization for a while, but he works in Anderson now. But so we had got together and we had a decathlon in a day. <laughs> So what we did was we played 12 different random sports against each other. And when I mean random, like we played like from pool, like billards, bill or whatever you call it, <laughs> to, to, egg, to egg toss, to bench press competition, basketball, tennis, uh, closest to the pen uh, for golf. Like we did like, we had all these crazy sports playing. And by, by the end of the day, we, somebody, somebody would have played it good enough, obviously, but we tied at six to six. <laughs> <laughs> crazy enough so we spent the next hour of the night we finished at like 11 p.m we spent the next hour arguing over who won or what we were going to use in a tiebreaker so we never finished that but we're supposed to this year we're supposed to get back together and have that decathlon again but i think that's a good little window into kind of you know how we just like to play games and have fun i know that my first memory <laughs> of hunter renfro um, was in August of 2015 uh, yeah. when your dad, um, which I've, I've actually reminded your dad several times uh, in, in, in recent, over, since then, hey, man, you need to do that again. He let the media watch like the first five, five days of camp, like every, all, <laughs> every practice, like all through, through yeah, practice. And it was so cool because... Mm-hmm. Like you just got to learn. You just got to sit there and observe and, yeah. and, 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 and just learn more about the team. And I, I was standing up there on the on the camera deck and this little number thirteen was going up against Mackenzie Alexander. Um in these little one on one drills. I guess it was just a quarterback and throw mm-hmm. into the receiver. I don't I am sure you know what that's called, but just throw yeah, it just, yeah, just one on just one on ones. Yeah, just one on ones. And I'm like, I don't. Who's that guy? Yeah, I mean, I know who Mackenzie Alexander is, of course. Right. Uh, stud right. cornerback. The first time he does, you know, a fake inside, then out, and then to the corner, and then uh, it beats Mackenzie Alexander. I'm like, wow. Okay, I write down <laughs> number thirteen. I got to figure out who, <laughs> figure out who that is. <laughs> and yeah. then they go again, and it happens again, and then they go again, and it happens again. I think it was like four times. And I'm just like, I'm like, stay for another year. Who <laughs> is this guy? Like, and so yeah. from that moment on, and 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 really, even my even my takeaway walking out of there was was way less was minimizing what he was going to do because I think my takeaway was, hey man, this guy, you know, he's a baller and he's going to get on the field. Uh, he's going to play. I wasn't. I didn't walk away going, this kid is going to be a superstar and go to the NFL. I would have probably been laughed at, but what was the, what was the first time you met Hunter Renfro? And what was the first time he did something on a field to make a similar impression? Like the first time he did that in your eyes? Yeah. Well, the first time I met Hunter was on his official visit 
he came up and like it was, it was December 2013 so it was actually kind of crazy so he was a senior in high school I was a freshman in high school and um so it was kind of crazy because my team Daniel we went to the state championship that year we were 14 and 0 and had a great season we got beat on a last second field goal to Myrtle Beach though in a, a great, kind of a crazy rainy game and um but Hunter Sakasi was amazing that year for like and Sakasi they they don't have a very rich football history but when Hunter was there I mean it, it just shows how much of a winner he is like they were incredible and um but they made it to the third round I think and he actually had like a high ankle sprain but he still played in the game or whatever but they got beat by I want to say Marlboro County <clears throat> but it was crazy because we, we there's a really good chance of us like we were kind of already looking ahead like we could have played his team Sakasi versus Daniel so obviously as you can imagine that we've had those arguments for years with me and some of the other Daniel guys versus him and some of the guys down from the lower saying on who would have won Sakasi or Daniel like we had tons of arguments on that but so I kind of knew who he was but we, he was uh, at our house for official visits and um, Back then, like I kind of, I used to be almost like a party trick. Like I would, I, I knew, so I knew all these presidents, like from whenever I was second grade up. So kind of when the crowd always loved, I was always into recruiting, like very into it, kept up with the rankings and all that on rivals. And, um, so it was cool. I always enjoyed whenever the recruits would come over. Cause I would, I would be like, all right, I'm gonna try to get them. I'm gonna close the deal or whatever, you know? So I would always show them towards the end with, I'd either do my presidents or I got into card tricks and I would do card tricks. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, I, actually, I actually said this at his wedding. I'm kind of joking, but it was funny because I said, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm over here showing all these five stars of card tricks. And this, this Hunter Renfro walks up. I'm like, I don't know if I have time for him, you know? <laughs> but, but no, so we, uh, so I actually remember doing card tricks and that uh, he was really interested in it. And we kind of got to talking and I think he ended up actually doing some senior project on one of my card tricks. It was like a mathematical one or something. Uh, so he, but he thought that was really cool. We kind of connected a little bit on his official but then uh when i say whenever he came in in the summer was when it really i was going into my sophomore year of high school then and that's kind of when you get to the age where it's like all right i've always looked at a lot of these players are like role models and kind of looked at them like you know these are the players it kind of got to the age where it could kind of be my like actual friend you know what i mean like uh like that and i remember um yeah so we uh, whenever he came in and was redshirt that year we started hanging out a good bit we played like home run derby just game we just always had similar personalities like that but um as far as him as a player um, I think the first time I remember was because I got to be good friends with him in the fall, but like I still didn't really like. I mean, I, I knew he was a good player, but I didn't really. I would just. I didn't really. I mean, I didn't really care about that. Not really expect anything. I mean, I don't think anyone could have expected this. Probably not even him. But so I remember probably the first big play was probably uh, the bowl practice in Orlando. He went against Jaron Curse on a one on one, and he. He ran a fade route and he somehow jumped over the top of, like, kind of like a Syracuse catch yep. over Juwan's helmet. Wow. And I'm like, Juwan's six inches taller than him. Like, I'm like, what did I just see? So I, I was like, dang, that was impressive. And I, so I had a good feeling that Hunter would eventually get on the field and I knew, you know, he would work hard and all that and had a good head on his shoulders. But, that, but I remember that spring, I remember my dad came home one night and he was like, y'all want to know who stole the show today? It was Hunter Renfro. I'm like, what are you, wait, what? He's like, we're like, how? And he said, he's just running by everybody out there. And I'm like, man, that's really cool. But, I mean, you know, then you just kind of see, and I, I, from that, I mean, from the beginning, I believed in him, but I, what he did and what he's continued to do, he just always exceeds everybody's expectations. And I think it really just, 
it, it got to like a level where it was kind of surreal was when I saw him score that first touchdown in the national championship versus Alabama. I think I was like, my gosh, like Clemson, that was a huge, I mean, they're all huge in the national championship, but we hadn't been a one in, I don't know, like yeah. close to 30 years or something. And so seeing him score those first two touchdowns, that was like, man, he's really, he's really going to be special. It's almost an insult. Actually, I had Jack Maddox on uh, a couple of days That's what ago. He told me that. He told me that. <laughs> this is he, 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 he's snapping it over to me now. For the other this is special teams week uh, with the podcast. <laughs> but he I was saying it. it. it's almost like a it's it's almost like an insult to you know to say oh he's such a hard worker and, and blue collar and to, to attribute it to all that because he has he has freakish skills like not not, not that he's not a hard worker. <laughs> Um, no, no, no! I totally, yeah, yeah. You're, you're exactly right. Hunter, like, that's why, and you really can't compare him to anyone because he's truly a one of a kind. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, the guy, like, I mean, he'll tell you. It's fun. I always give him a hard time because whenever I look in the facility, they'll have our nutrition staff will have different like quotes going with like players on it. And they have a photo of Hunter up there, and on it says like uh, something about like eating something about eating good on it. I can't even remember the quote, but it's something about eating how you need to eat good and fuel yourself to be your best. And it's a photo on it with Hunter. And I'm just like, dude, what are they talking? You ate Zaxby's before and after every practice. Like this dude, he did not have a good diet at all. There's no way around it. He didn't have a good diet. And, uh, and I mean, he didn't really like, but he did, he would work hard when he had to and everything. But like people do just forget that, it's not like he's just the grittiest, like, he's not a very, you also know his personality, he's not a very, like, want to go bench press, and yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, all that. He's just kind of, like, just very chill, and just, like, he's going to do his best, but, like, when it's time to be off, he's going to be off, and he's going to relax. And I think people just kind of have always underestimated his pure talent. Like, he just, he just has a level of explosion in him, and that in his knee, like, he's able to make these cuts that most people just can't make. And the biggest thing of it all is his mental aptitude. He's just very mentally strong for those clutch moments. Yeah, I guess is is the best way to describe it his ability to cut at full speed like really not many other people can. Yeah, and like he'll just he'll get outside his framework, but he won't like have to take a gather step. Like he, I think as a touchdown mm. versus Chargers this year, that last game on the corner, I think that'll be a good example. He, most guys, you, I mean, they even teach you, you got to kind of keep your feet. Like you kind of have a, so for a lot of receivers, you kind of have to have, you don't want to get outside your framework a lot of times. Well, he can get outside his framework and really sell things and just go the other way. Like, like it's nothing. And it's just, most people just don't have that ability. And, um, and also just his ability to stop and all that as well. This actually came up uh, during my conversation with Jack, but the 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 catch that really is unfortunately overshadowed, you know, by by the one the easiest one he ever made, of course, was the biggest one, and that was you know in, in sixteen in Tampa, uh, you know, just cradled the one there in the corner, but mm-hmm. the the one um, the one against Syracuse from Chase Bryce, um, yeah. it's like down the seam, maybe sort of a outside going outside and he just jumped up like yeah. a kangaroo. I guess that was third and I don't know what it was, but it was a massive play. Oh yeah. Is that, um, is, is that one, the one that stands out as representing what you're talking about the most, or are there some other ones that, that happen in games that I'm not really recalling right now? 
like the most in, in terms of oh like just his ability to not having to gather like, himself just being able to just oh, pop up and like yeah no about. i think i think that that one is a very good example i just think like but just i mean also look back at virginia tech game on that like third and 15 or whatever his uh in the acc championship his last or what year is it 2016 um that play too he just uh I don't know. It's just like when he's playing the game, he just is, becomes very bendy all of a sudden. And he just can just, he's like a contortionist. He makes crazy plays. And I mean, it just, I don't know. It's, it's really kind of hard to explain. Um, to be, it just, it kind of is what it is. He's just a freak of nature. All right. I did not intend to make this the Hunter Renfro show. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about you. Actually, before I hit record, you said you had gone to orange theory and then going to Max. Uh, so yeah. it, it's, it's, and then the other day I saw you after practice, you were, it was, it was a, an interesting sight because you're standing off to the side. Like it has to be, it has to be strange so closely removed from your career to sort of be an outsider. And, and like you said, going through, uh, go, you know, going to Orange Theory instead of going to the, instead of going to the <laughs> Reed Center. It's really crazy. You know, I think my brother Drew told me the other day, he's like, he's like, the last time I was at practicing for Clemson, like I wasn't a part of a Clemson practice, Deshaun was the QB, and CJ Fuller was like playing for the Saints. Wow. <laughs> it was like, I mean, it's been, it had been a while since I had been a part of a Clemson practice, and uh, it was really, really surreal kind of watching and everything just it's just really different but um yeah i mean it's funny because that's probably one of the biggest changes is that like right now nobody's making you work out <laughs> like my whole life i've been very structured and had all this and now it's kind of like you know just on you and, and my girl so my girlfriend she's always been she's been doing orange theory so i i decided whenever i was visiting her once i was like oh, i'll go do it with you and uh and then from there i was kind of like well you know what whenever i'm with you i'll do that so i just i joined like the four times a month program or whatever just kind of as another way to do things but i'm kind of just trying to be you know trying to be creative with different ways to stay in shape and whether it's playing basketball a lot of basketball or still lifting weights and uh i'm, I'm even starting to run some miles which like i've never liked running long distance but no it's very it's an adjustment for sure but it, but it's been a good one so far i've been having fun where do you run on the treadmill or just out, outside? Oh, yeah, i'll run on the treadmill some or uh I, sometimes she was training for a half marathon so i'd run i wouldn't run near that much but <laughs> i'd go run on trails with her or whatever and things like that but you could go back to the, to the facility and work out if you wanted to, right? If they, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that is true. I, I've been back a couple times, but kind of just trying a bunch of different things out right now. All right, so you, 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 um, you, you're graduated. You got your degree in, in marketing, but now you're pursuing your MBA, which I think I read you're, you're on schedule to, to get in August. Is that right? Yes, sir. Correct. That's correct. And then you're dated uh, during the during a week. You're an intern in, in Greenville at a real estate firm. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, with uh, with Lion J. They do um they do kind of residential uh, real estate development. So they kind of develop for single family homes, like kind of some neighborhoods, and uh, and also do some townhomes as well. I'm stealing all this information from Gene Sepikoff's column. He just wrote on you. <laughs> it was it was really good. I don't know. I don't know if you read that, but uh, it was, yeah, well, it, was, it was good. He did a good job of that. Really interesting. Um, and and your MBA is is in what? It's kind of just like uh, pretty general. It's called corporate MBA. And uh, yeah, kind of just your. I think there's two options that you could either do entrepreneurship, or I did the corporate one. And there's a few other players in my program as well, and it's been good. And it's something really like. 
I, uh, I mean, that's why I'm another reason why I'm thankful I got that COVID year because I don't know if I would have done it otherwise, but when I got that extra year, I'm like, well, Hey, I mean, might as well just, I mean, might as well take advantage of this opportunity. And I'm really glad that I have now. And I'm now I'm, I'm pretty busy this summer with that, but it'll be good. And it'll all be worth it to have that uh, checked off as well. Just another way to differentiate yourself. Obviously you have plenty of time to decide what you want to do in life, but are, are you, are you just sort of up in the air right now? Still trying to figure it out? Yeah, there's, I mean, definitely kind of still, uh, still just something I'm praying about and trying to figure out. I mean, that's why I'm doing different things like interning. I, I did one with, uh, Adobe last year, but that was all virtual. Um, but so this one's much been able to be uh, a little more hands-on and good experience for me. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, there's, there's definitely, I mean, there is a part of me that wants to coach one day, but I also have a lot of other interests as well. And, uh, there's, a uh, a lot of different factors that goes into all that. And, um, that's kind of something I'm trying to weigh right now. And kind of by this summer have a full decision on at least what I'm going to start out in, you know, you said you have some other things you want to pursue. What are those? Well, I'm just, uh, I would just say I'm interested, like, I mean, my major is marketing. So marketing sales, I'm interested. I've really gotten interested in real estate, like I've been doing. And, uh, I mean, there's really, so there's really a lot of things that it's kind of like, sometimes it's crazy. I mean, the older I've gotten, I'm like, man, there are so many jobs out there. Like one of my friends, Hall Morton, like he sells metal now. I'm like, <laughs> like I never, that was not something you don't even ever think about when I, but like, it's just, there's really a lot of different, um, avenues out there. And so I'm just kind of trying to, you know, just trying to borrow of my horizons right now and see what there is what are the pros and cons of getting into coaching in your mind Ooh, that's that's a good question um I, I think pros i mean it's it's just a really it's a fun profession and it's really and it's something i've always enjoyed my whole life uh being around college kids and i know something my dad's always said he he, he said uh the reason key to him staying young is being around young people. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm hanging out with a bunch of old people. You get old, but um, <laughs> no, but I, I think just the opportunity that you have as a coach to make a great impact on young people's lives. Like it's really, um, I mean, you're just, you're just afforded that daily opportunity, which is really cool. And I just love the game of football, obviously. And I love trying to scheme things up and see what works, see what doesn't work. I love being a part of a team. So all those factors go into it. But then again, you know, I mean, it can, I mean, it, it, being a coach is also a lot of downside. And I mean, it's, um, it's something that I, we've been blessed about at Clemson, but I'm, I'm aware that like, you know, a lot of times, a lot of families that I know they've had to move six, seven times, like when their dad's a coach or the, the their family. And, um, so I, I know there's that side of it as well. It doesn't always work out as good to where you could like stay at one school, but I mean, it can too, but then also just, you know, then, and the, I mean, the time is a very time consuming job and, um, uh, there's a, you know, there's just a lot of different things, but I don't, I don't know. It's kind of just, it's, it, there's a lot of factors that go into it, obviously. I almost, I don't want to say feel sorry for coaches, right? but I'm like, I don't, I could not do that because <laughs> it's like the, even, even if you win a national championship, you know, you, you celebrate for a couple of days, but there's always something else like, I, the next day almost, you know, that you have to catch up on. There, there's never, I guess, maybe two weeks in July. Is that it? And even then you're still 
Or especially yeah. nowadays with the portal yeah, and all that. A lot of that too. It, it can, and my dad, I think he's done a really good job. He he really does value giving his assistance off. So I think at Clemson's one of the better schools about it, but it's still not a lot of time, obviously. Um, and you're right, but I mean, especially some of these schools. I mean, I, I just I really never understood that. Like when in an Addy, and the next day, like you're on to the, like you gotta you gotta be intentional about taking times to celebrate those things and enjoy those. Um, but yeah, it, it is. And there's just a lot of, uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Like I said, I mean, your, your life's very public, very public. And that can, I mean, it, it, there's just goods and bads that come with everything. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it, whenever like growing up as like my dad being a coach, like it's been, it was really, really cool in so many ways to get to, you know, be at the practices, be at the games. And it was just like, we just had priceless memories that I would have trade for the world. But, you know, also with that, there are certain challenges that come that you wouldn't have to normally deal with, you know, like a lot of, you hear a lot of things and then you, um, you know, you feel the pressure of like, Oh God, like I remember after that 2010 season, that wasn't very fun going to sixth grade every day back then. It was pretty, pretty tough time. And, um, and you just, always worried like oh because like i love clint i don't want to have to move like are they gonna fire my dad like that's that's a that's a stress that your family has to endure through also so it's just you know i mean like anything there's always going to be pros and cons you've got to kind of weigh and see what you value the most what speaking of that sixth grade year in 2010 what do you remember about about what yeah. made that difficult <laughs> well I, I was in started off middle, middle school and it was just like it was obviously that year was crazy. I mean, we was kind of losing close game after close game and it was just, you know, it's just tough as a kid. Cause you know, it's, you try to avoid it as much as you can or whatever, but like when you, it's when you constantly hear whether it's on the radio or people at school, even like, and I, and I will say this too, like I had a lot of good friends growing up because like, I wasn't really ever known as, like Dabo Sweeney's son because I grew up in Clemson since I was five years old. Like he didn't get the job till he was in fourth grade. So I was kind of like, I was kind of like before that, nobody really knew like he was a coach or anything. Like it wasn't really like that. So I felt like there wasn't really too big of a transition from that, at least from the school I was going to with Edward Edwards and Daniel. But still though, it's kind of like, Every week it's like, oh, if we lose, I know. Like when I go to school, everybody's asking, "Why'd y'all lose? Why'd y'all lose?" And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't play. Like you know, it's kind of <laughs> you, you got to deal with a lot of that stuff. And then um, I remember um, even one tough time. I think so. My dad had to had to fire some coaches, and I was like, I had a class with one of the coaches. Ch- oh child. man! Wow. And like, I mean, that's something that's just like. I mean, what do you even do? And and, the other, and it was very, and it was still gracious. Like there's no hard feelings from that, but it's just like, those are just situations that you don't really think about. And um, it could be tough and uh, just kind of navigating through that. And then, but I, but I do remember to continue your question. I remember there was a rough end of that year. Cause we got, killed by South Carolina at home and then we got beat in the Meineke car care bowl and like I remember uh that night like my dad was I remember he was really down I really didn't know if they're gonna give him another year and you know me as a kid I'm like like I'm like what do you mean like we just went to the ACC championship last year they ended up in this long and like they gotta give you one because like I also knew like we had four or five stars coming in that there's a lot of and thankfully Terry Don like he he had full confidence in my dad and was very supportive during that time when there's a lot of negativity and um and it's kind of going into that next year though i remember there was a lot of pressure it was like man like and i just remember myself going into it which is kind of funny circling back to this year i was like man if we could just find a way to win 10 games this year 
if we could win 10 games, all would be set. Like Clemson hadn't won 10 games in 20 years. Like that would be amazing. And that year, 2011 started off kind of rough too because we're losing to Troy at halftime, 16 to 13. Then the <laughs> Wofford game, we barely beat Wofford by like 35-27, I think. Yes. Barely. So it's like, and then we get into the Auburn game and they get up on us 14 nothing. So, yeah. so if you, that's why I always kind of, I say like, if you had to choose a specific moment where it all turned around, I go to that very specific moment. Cause up to that point, we were six and seven the year before a lot of negativity had two very unimpressive wins versus Troy and Walford and we're losing to Auburn 14 to nothing. But then from there, I think Sammy took that hitch to the house and we ended up winning and went on that huge three game, three ranked, ranked win, uh, win streak and started eight, you know, and ended up having a great year. So, I mean, that's kind of, uh, but I would say that's kind of where it all changed. It was right there. I mean, you've already said you've always followed recruiting and all that. And so you're, it's hard for you to, to, to ignore you know, everything, you know, criticism and, and, and things like that. Um, is it, I mean, did, and you're a kid, like, how, yeah. so how do you, I mean, I don't know if you're equipped to say, Oh, I'm going to not pay attention to this, you know, when you're in, you're in right. sixth grade for gosh sake. So how do you, <laughs> how do you manage that as a, as a child? Exactly. I think, um, well, I think first off, my parents do a great job. Like, they did a great job of raising us. And, and, you know, I was very, um, I feel like I had a, I feel like I had a really strong faith too at a young age. Like I was thankful to have grown in that area. So I was always, always trusted God with all that and stuff. And I think, um, another thing too, is just probably just staying busy with sports and just like being focused on my own, whether playing football, basketball, baseball, but, um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day though, it is like, that's just the kind of the things. And it's like, but, but it's, it's crazy because it's just, like I said, I mean, it was at the end of the day, I, I loved getting to grow up with my dad being a coach because it was a really, it, it, it afforded us so many cool opportunities and it was really fun. And I was very thankful for that. But I mean, but at the same time, and like, if you compare, and it's kind of funny too, because like, like I had a way, I don't, well, I don't, better might be hard to say, but I just know I had a much easier childhood in some ways than my dad did. I didn't have to go through many of those mm-hmm. incredible, tough struggles that he did, thankfully. But at the same time, while he might have had a more challenging childhood in a lot of ways, there's still certain challenges that I may have had to go through that he didn't have to deal with. And I think that's kind of why I'm very careful to, I try to, I try to respect the fact that, you know, everybody, nobody controls where they come from, who their parents are, what struggles they deal with. So like, I try to be very careful about ever judging those type of things. All that really matters is who you are and how you respond to all those things and how you just make it to be your best. And I think, um, and that's something that I'm really proud that my brothers and I, I feel like I've been able to do is that, you know, despite the, the last name and all the, you know, um, things that that can carry, I think we've always just tried to just, we just been ourselves and just try to be the best will I can be or the best Drew he could be or whatever. And, um, and you, cause you know that, cause that's it. It's important too, because that's another thing of it. Like, you know, you go into a class and like sometimes maybe a teacher might expect you to be a certain type of way because of how maybe a lot of people with famous parents might be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always very conscientious of that. I always try to be extra careful to be very humble. And, uh, in some ways I may have even been too, like, like I, some, like, there's no reason to ever be ashamed of it, but I'll just try to, I never liked the attention like that. I always tried to keep it away from myself in that regard. But, um, but I, all in all though, I think, 
my parents did a great job of raising us. And I think uh, it just, it ended up, we didn't make sure that Clemson football wasn't everything in our life, you know? Your dad uh, is not on Twitter, hates social media, hates message boards, <laughs> and I don't blame him. Uh, I think I think he's smart. <laughs> what about you? Are you uh, what, what? What's your? Uh, I guess what are your habits of of, of, of sort of yeah. reading what the circus and the masses are, are saying? Oh uh, yeah, no, I, I really I don't really read it, to, and I don't have Twitter either. I do have like Instagram and some other things, but I don't have Twitter. Um, I mean, I I don't I don't read all that like kind of too much anymore. But I I'm not gonna lie, like I I I love tiger illustrated growing up like y'all y'all got some good stuff on there you know oh, thank you. <laughs> and i got and i and i got and some of those uh and i mean there's some there definitely are people that like know what they're talking about like and some fans and stuff but it's kind of but it's like this you know and i'm sure you see it on a daily basis it's like this with and i think it's like it kind of with any fan base and you never it's hard to kind of quantify to like what percentage of a fan base really believes stuff but like when you get on message boards and things um it can it can be fun to read and all that and like i did i especially enjoyed it for like the recruiting and stuff like great recruiting coverage and all that like i'd keep up but um but you know at the end of the day like there's going to be a lot of, there's still going to be a lot of <laughs> just some craziness. You're going to deal with craziness. There's going to be a lot of misperceptions. And at the end of the day too, like people, most people are going to believe what they want to believe. Most aren't really willing to try to like actually hear things out and there's going to be misinformation spread. So I think when kind of like, as I started to become a player, like I didn't really, I kind of stopped reading all that stuff because like you know while it can be fun for a fan but it's also like when you're a player you know that can, it can get very fresh it could get frustrating if you like saw things that weren't quite accurate or things like that so i think it's good uh, especially in a year like this year i mean i think um it was good for a lot of our guys to kind of just keep that keep their focus tight you know and not really let all the outside noise get in i think it, it really does because you know i mean sometimes like it's funny because I've been a part of some wins where I've, I've kind of heard on the outside like there'd be fans that were like not happy about. Or I know that fans weren't even happy about it, but the guys in that locker room, the coaches were were ecstatic. And at the end of the day, that's your number one focus: is the guys that you really work with, and then all the fans that really do support you. You want to make them happy as well, you know. One of the funniest conversations I ever had with Hunter Renfro, I think it was in seventeen. I already know what you're gonna say. <laughs> you did. I, I already know what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> the, page, the page niners yes <laughs> he says oh, that was a that's a classic example right there i'll go ahead and re, i'll go ahead and re, uh share it just for for those who who haven't heard 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 me relate uh, it yet but here. uh <laughs> so i think i guess it was it, it was it was the on-campus uh press conference for the sugar bowl uh in the indoor facility and and I'm just sort of making small talk with him after uh, after he finishes up his interview, and he goes, "You're with Tiger Illustrator, right?" And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah, man." He goes, uh, "Will and I, <laughs> we we like to go, we like to go and look at the <laughs> at the in-game threads yeah, after the yeah. games." And he said, "After it was it was really fun uh, going and looking at the one at halftime of the <laughs> national championship. We call those people page niners, the ones who are <laughs> flipping out." Halfway through a game when things aren't going oh well and saying fire the coaches and we're going to lose and this and that. Oh my gosh. That was just so, <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> that was such a funny story. I remember like that. And that's the thing is that like, I can respect it when somebody has like, you know, honest, like maybe criticism or concern or, or like, uh, like questions about things, but we're like, but when you get the people that like, will just comment stuff like, like this year, fire Elliot and all this stuff like it's just like 
you, you can't ignore that they just won two national championships yeah, and, and think that in one year they forgot all the stuff about football and aren't good. Like, it's just like, that's where it's like you, when people just say off the wall stuff that, and like in that game specifically, I remember cause we got down 14, nothing. It was a bunch of people, <laughs> a bunch of people saying, we don't belong to the field with these guys. What do we do? This team is soft. This like, just straight, like, whoa, like, Oh my goodness. You know, and uh, Hunter and I had a good time reading that because then afterwards, obviously, all these fans are like, "Yeah, we're the best ever!" <laughs> blah blah blah. So I just think, but it's, it's hard because you know, I mean, uh, sports bring that out in all of us, you know, high emotions. But I just think everybody would be be better to try to you know try to just uh, have a more um, emotionally intelligent view of a bunch of things if that makes sense yeah so so even as the coach's son even as somebody who's totally invested in the program you you are able to separate uh, you're able to recognize legitimate criticism and if somebody says hey he should have punted there you're able to say you know that's fair you're, you're, right right no, no absolutely i mean that's, that's i mean co- players are going to make mistakes coaches are going to make mistakes and that's i mean my dad i mean he hasn't made every perfect call or perfect like that's just how it is but i just think and i mean that's and it's fair to bring that up but whenever it crosses the line of like attacking people and then just saying like oh this person sucks or this person needs to be fired like a lot of times that stuff is just very, just not, not true at all. And it's yeah. just, it's all for, and, um, so, but there's, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, and that's why if somebody wants to have, you know, honest conversation about something, but a lot of times when you get on message boards and it's not Clemson, it's, it's, I mean, Clemson probably better than a lot of places. It's, it's every message board. You're going to have a certain percent of people that are just going to say crazy things. And, it, and, and if you as a player try to, or coach try to spend your life trying to convince those people otherwise, then you're going to be miserable because like, like I said, you, you can change the mind of some people, but a lot of people are just going to kind of think what they are going to think. And they're going to be, if you go 11 to one, they're going to be mad about that one loss. And it just, they don't really, even, even if they don't fully know, understand football themselves. Um, but like I said, there's definitely people that, that are, that are smart about the game. And I think you got to appreciate it when somebody can like kind of have honest conversation like that. I'll never forget. Um, and, November of 08, uh, I was, your dad allowed me to, to tell his life story. Um, actually, a year before that, we were in uh, the lobby of the Marriott Marquis in Atlanta, I think. And he that was when he was the receiver's coach. Y'all were getting ready to play Auburn. Right. And um, and he, he there was some family stuff going on uh, w- w- with y'all's family. I won't, I won't share what it is, what it was, but yeah. anyway, he just shared, we sat there and talked for like an hour um, that, that day uh, in Atlanta. And he was telling me all, all, yeah, basically the cliff notes of his, of his life. And I'm like, Holy crap. Like, this is a, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what he has overcome. And so a year later, um, I had asked him if he w- would, would be open to, to sharing it um, uh, in, in, in with me for, for the art an article. So anyway, after one practice, um, I guess it was before the Virginia game, maybe, um, he, I'm headed to my car and he goes, Hey man, you want to come over to the house? I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> and so I go over to y'all's house on, on Sycamore and I'm standing in the kitchen. I'll never forget you as a fourth grader. Is that right? Uh, that was 2009, 2008, 2008. Yeah. Fourth grader. That's right. You, you recited Alabama. You were like an Alabama encyclopedia. Like, 
Freddie Millens had this many touchdowns and this and that. What what do you when, when did it what's your first recollection? I mean, was it first just you were all Alabama and when did it like truly turn to Clemson just from your just from your recollection, just as a kid from the early days. Right. Oh, well, let's definitely turn to Clemson because I don't remember much of those Alabama stats. <laughs> you, you don't remember that? Just, no, but I, I do remember uh, as a kid, I was very, I've just always been very intrigued and loved football. Like, and, like I would just love, like, I remember going, flying with my dad on the school plane to go see Jerome Brown play a basketball game when we went and saw Rendrick. Like, I just loved, now they're going to much cooler places or recruiting kids in LA and things like that. But, <laughs> But I was, uh, I remember being a part of that, but I, I, um, my dad, like with him playing Alabama, I always thought it was the coolest thing that like he played there that won a national championship. And I used to like kind of study his, um, like he'd have those plaques for their season that had the score of every game. So like I would, I would ask him about every game and stuff and try to, you know, did you have a catch that game or did you have any good ball? Like I would just, I would just be so intrigued. So I think at a young age, like I thought that was cool and all that, but I mean, honestly, I, I pretty, pretty early on, like I was, I was pretty much all Clemson. Like I, I never, like if he ever would joke around or something like, uh, like I remember when Saban called my dad, like I never wanted him to go to Alabama. I was always like, and people would always be like, Oh, is that I was like, no, no, no. Like I've always been all Clemson from that regard and really have kind of grown into just, you know, just being very interested in Clemson only. <laughs> If you're in the Eastern Midlands and PD area and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, commercial property, land, need to consider reaching out to Uptown Realty. They're based out of Sumter and run by a friend of mine, Patrick Enzer, big Clemson guy, used to cover the Tigers in a newspaper capacity, longtime supporter of Tiger Illustrated, longtime listener to the Dubcast. The home buying process should be an enjoyable experience, so let Patrick and his staff do all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call 803-774-0435 or go to UptownRealtySC.com. Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Matt Gross is a proud Clemson alum and the vice president for the Clemson market for Founders Federal Credit Union. Matt's office is located beside the Walmart neighborhood market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm Smith and Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-350. Zero seven. I, I've, you mentioned the the call from from Saban. That's one of of, of several like really <laughs> huge junctures um, that had the fork in the road gone the other way. Obviously, he, this yeah. wouldn't have happened. One of them was, I guess, it was the UAB job that he really wanted. Yeah. yeah. Um, didn't even get an interview. Uh, he would have taken it. Another, yeah. I think, was. Um, I forgot what the what oh well Rick Stock's still leaving Clemson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um because your dad would have been that would have been another year out of coaching, a third year yeah, I think. 
fact that he left, yeah, that would have been a third year. And, I mean, I don't know if he would have been able to get back in it. You know, that's just, you're almost like I, I, out of sight, out of mind. So what do you, when you think back to all that, all those, all those junctures that, um, you know, that could have gone another way, how do you, what, what do you make of all that? Well, I mean, yeah, another one of those uh, when he almost got out of coaching entirely, like uh, like 2006, he asked us if we wanted we wanted him to get out. That's he right. Was missing, he was missing a lot of our things and stuff, and I was weighing heavy on him. And as an assistant, you don't have as much flexibility with your schedule that he got as became as a head coach. But I mean, it's just I think it's really like it's just overwhelming to even think about. I mean, his life, my dad's life, it's really it's amazing and there's just there's no it's just for anyone who like doesn't believe there's a god like it's just the fact god truly has ordered his steps and like it's just it's that's the only way you can say it it's just kind of divine intervention a lot of different times and uh i mean i even think back to when he was in college he was gonna have to quit playing football and drop out of alabama because he didn't have the money to pay for the 500 dollars for classes and why does like like five hours before the deadline, he checked his mail and he had a card from discover. Then they sent him a thousand dollars like of credit mm. to you. So it's just like stories. Like, like he has a ton of those stories. So it's just really, I think it's just really clear that, um, you know, I mean, nobody's done anything perfect, but I think my, my dad has, uh, put God first in his life and he's followed him and God had this all planned for him. And he had a plan for him to be a great impact in many other people's lives. And I think, um, I mean, that's just, it just becomes more and more clear and it makes your faith grow stronger. Even it makes my great faith grow stronger when I can see examples of him or even me in my life where, you know, something may have been a fork in the road and, and you chose the one path cause that's what you thought was right. And it leads you to where you are now. How vividly is your memory of that 2006 day when he said he was going to get out of coaching? I told you all that. Yeah, it's it's pretty vivid. I mean, I was a, uh, I guess I guess I was only in second grade, but I was like eight, eight years old. Um, and he got Drew and I in there and talked to us about like he he honestly didn't even ask. He kind of just like told us like I guess he's he's probably trying to play some mind games or something. He's trying to see like how we react. He's just like, I, I think I'm, I'm going to get out of coaching. And it was right there in the living room. And, and I thought, I'm sure he said this before, but like, I mean, instantly I was just like, I mean, I, I, yes, I wanted my dad to be at my games and stuff, but also, you know, I, I loved the fact that he was a coach and I knew that, and I could tell that he loved coaching guys. Like he always, in my mind, obviously that's really all I knew him as. I don't really remember when he was in real estate, but I just felt like, like he was a coach. Like that's just what he was meant to do. And I, we started telling him like, but then like mom videos are games. And then if you do this, we wouldn't get to hang out with the players. And then we started kind of got, he always says he feels like it was God using his children to affirm him of all the good things that come from coaching. And, uh, and it ended up, uh, you know, that's just a really cool, how it all worked out. What do you remember from the, the time when Saban called him? Uh, I just, I, I just remember, you know, I do remember a lot of people like, what? Like, oh, God, you got to come back to Alabama, like all this and a lot of talk like that. But I'm, I remember being very worried and stressed about it. I was like, oh, surely he's not going to do it. But I don't, I thought, I think it was only like a one or two day process and he turned it down and it was, uh, 
certain and then i guess a year and a half later he became head coach here or something so it's just it's crazy but i i it was a lot of times like that like whether it's him being worried he's gonna get fired or like i never wanted to leave clemson i just always like I, my goal was always maybe i could one day make it to daniel high school because i just i felt like every year it's like oh gosh there's rumors we're gonna move and things like that so uh i'm just the fact that i've been able to go to one year preschool here Jeez. and i actually look at it i went to the episcopal day school and then the fact that right across the street i went to college (laughs) it's just something i'm i'm just incredibly grateful for that like very thankful that i got to stay in clemson for all my uh, schooling and all that how many coaches sons in history anywhere anywhere have been able to do that (laughs) (laughs) a very low percentage yeah very low percentage I, mean, I think back to Chris Rump. I mean, he was my one of my best friends up until sixth grade, and and he was going to Alabama. Next thing you know, his dad was at Florida, Texas, Tennessee. I mean, it, and actually, by the way, he's playing for the Chargers now, which I'm really happy for him. It was cool to see him and Hunter play each other. But but yeah, it's just it, it doesn't happen very often, and that's something I'm very grateful for. I know what I forgot. Rich Rodriguez was going to go to Alabama, and your dad was going to go there. Yeah, uh, to be to be his uh, OC or passing game coordinator, I think. That's he, another one. Crazy. That's another. And that that reminded me of one more. How about when uh Tommy Bowden was going to take the Arkansas job? Yeah, that's right. And my dad was going to have to go up there with Arkansas, and at the last second, the board of trustees came through on the contract like thirty minutes before he got on the plane. I mean, it just. I was. Re- I actually didn't know about that one until after the fact. He told me, and I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, we were gonna go to Arkansas. <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, it's just, it's just God just looked out um, for His plan. But it's, uh, it's, it really is incredible. All those fork in the roads. Do you remember coming to Clemson? Um, I forgot. I, I, I do. Yeah, I, I remember. I do remember because I was like probably five years old. I remember living in Birmingham a little bit, and um, I remember coming up here living in Seneca in the rental home and uh it was you know I've always I've just always loved it seeing it grow and it's, it's really cool it's, it gives me the fact that I've been able to be here from the 03 season I mean I haven't missed a home game since then and I feel like it gives me a great perspective on you know appreciating where we are now as a program all right I'm guessing you in the, were in the city you got like Chick-fil-a now Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> I mean that there wasn't any of that stuff Orange Theory yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you're right, so you're right. at, you're at Clemson Elementary. A coming too from yeah, That's Don't right. You? That's right. So so you're at uh, in in on the October thirteenth, oh eight. You're I presume at Clemson Elementary in fourth grade right. fourth grade classroom. Right. Um, tell me about that day. I guess it was a Monday. Um, <laughs> that, that that all that stuff went down. Oh man, it was. Uh, so I, I remember it was. I guess it was probably after lunch that day like i started like hearing rumblings like i remember i was just like kind of like like i was just getting a sense of things i never like outright heard something but i was just hearing like rumblings and um and then but i, I kind of like had a feeling something happened i remember we got home uh off the bus and my mom was there and, and i remember i ran down uh to the house and got on my computer and i might have gone a tiger <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went to some clips of website and I, I just and it was like that was and I was like whoa and it was just like it was, it was crazy and that was a month and I think that night I had like some I had a playoff game uh, that for Central Rec that night and I went and played in that but I remember I didn't see my dad again till Wednesday night. 
um, for family dinner. But that was like, I really, and I hadn't seen him since Sunday. So it was about three days. Um, cause he was, I mean, literally coming in at 2 a.m. But, but I vividly remember sitting in my room on the TV, watching my dad's first press conference where he got the all in chip and all that. And I was just like, it was just one of the most surreal things ever. Cause I just never really, I just wasn't used to him. You know, like I would get so excited if we were watching a game, away game that we weren't at. And like, I saw him on TV briefly. I was like, Oh, there's that. There's that. Yeah. Like it never to see him like taken being the, being interviewed. I was like, that's crazy. And I, and I vividly remember too, the next morning walking into my classroom and the whole class just turns your eyes and looks at me. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh gosh. And then within a few weeks, uh, people at my school, this is what really got me. We're wearing yabba dabba do t-shirts. <laughs> like all the, all these classmates I have, I'm walking out. I'm like, wait, they have my dad's name on their shirt. Like as a fourth grader, that's just kind of like, what? But, uh, so it was, it was an adjustment at the time, but, but it ended up being great. And I remember, uh, I was so excited to go stay with him at the team hotel that night and we did tiger walk with him the very first one versus georgia tech and it was a whirlwind of a six weeks and i, I don't i mean it's it was a really really cool t- time though and i just always i had hope that he would get the job and i'm just grateful that he did i kind of knew going into that carolina game if we'd win uh he would get it so that was a fun time in our lives for sure so when you go to bed the night of that south carolina game after beating them is he like i mean is the family like we got the job or we think we yeah, had it. it was, I, would, I would probably describe it as a lot of cautious optimism. Mm-hmm. Like I remember like my grandparents, like they said, like, I was like, Oh, when are y'all leaving? They're like, well, we're staying here till he gets that job. Or <laughs> it was kind of like, I was kind of like, and then I think on December 1st is when he had the press conference and that was all really cool. And one funny story from that was we, uh, so Drew was a third grade then and we played Nebraska in the bowl game and we lost that first bowl game. Uh, I don't know. It was like 27, 21 or something. Mm-hmm. But then the drama can sue and all that. And I remember we had like, uh, we also crescent Butler had, I took in a fumble back to the house, but they didn't. They called it not a fumble. I don't, but it was a it was a wild game. But after the game, <laughs> Drew turned to my mom and started crying, saying, "Does that mean Daddy's fired now?" <laughs> she's like, "Oh no, Drew, no, he, he's going to get more than one game." Gonna... <laughs> that was always oh, that always cracked me up that story. But uh, no, yeah, that was that was a super fun time going into '09 and all that. It was really cool. So the Sunday after the South Carolina game, your dad's in his office all day and most of the night, I guess, you know, uh, working with his agent, uh, the late Mike Brown and Terry Don Phillips. When did, when did you and the family hear that, that it was done, that, that he had gotten the job? Um, so he got, I think on that, that Sunday morning, like it was kind of like, he kind of told us and it was, I mean, but I, I, like I said, like, I just, I think I was even smart enough as a fourth grader to realize, well, the, the whole stadium's chanting his name right now. Like I felt like I, felt like I had a lot of confidence after that. And, uh, but like he told us officially and then, and then the press conference was, was awesome. And, and then we went on and every year since then, just been a, a story of its own. So from that point, okay. Starting in 2009, right. uh, all the way to 2016 for a hundred games, yeah, you kept yeah. track of the touch chart, yeah. Which, um, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but basically it was, ain't no dang way we're gonna we're gonna let CJ Spiller not get enough touches, and so your job was to make sure that your job was to keep track of the touches, right? 
That's exactly how it started. And, and by the way, too, cause for people listening, yeah, obviously there was more than a hundred games from that time, but it was because uh, I, but I, I wasn't able. I went to most of the games, but there was there was a few over the years I missed. And it was actually on the way to the national championship game. My last game as a coach's kid, if you will. Um, I counted up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is my hundredth game. Like how how crazy is that? How it worked out. But yeah, so my first uh, time, I remember, and it was Drew and I each had a chart, and then all the. I think the cutoff was probably like fourth grade or something, but all the fourth graders and above, my dad had a talk with us at Wednesday night dinner. It was a week at Boston college, the third game of that year. And he said, Hey, I want y'all to be, cause he wanted to, he just wanted the kids to be a part of it. And he had a, he had a stern talking to us, like saying, Hey, when the ball's over there, y'all are behind the ball, stay back. Like don't like, and we, but we took it very seriously. Like whether I think it was like Ben Batson, Chris Rom, Andre Powell, like we had a, a Tanner, yeah, Tanner Pierman, like we had a group of us, and um, so we, but, but anyways, that, that my first game keeping the touch chart was that Boston College game, we beat, uh, beat them like 25 to 7, and it was like the longest game in Clemson history, or second, it was like two lightning delays, mm-hmm. um, but, I, but from then on, yeah, I was pretty much in charge of making sure like at halftime I'd go in and show them how many touches CJ and Jacoby had. And, um, and he would kind of like, you know, and I always thought it was really cool whenever like he would actually look at it and be like, Hey, uh, Billy or Chad, we need to get this guy more. Time. I was like, Oh, there we go. I felt like I was contributing, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's kind of how it goes and got to, got to keep the touch chart for some really cool players over the years. Um, I still have a few of them actually that I saved. Wow. That's really cool. Um, y- your dad got, I guess, late in the season when he was talking about, uh, talking about his sons, he got emotional. Uh, I guess in particular, talking about you, uh, when he said he he at, at some point early on, you know, he wondered whether you guys who, who who grew up with a lot more than he grew up with would have the same determination and hunger yeah. and, and 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 drive. Uh, and and he he got kind of weepy um, when, when when he was talking about that y'all do and and that y'all yeah. did have that sort of same trademark. Uh, th- those those same qualities. Um, what 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 is your interpretation of that, and 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 just sort of maybe your your insight into that? No, that was cool. He, that was something he had told us before, and I and I remember uh, actually on the so on senior night, the night before senior night on the Friday night meeting. So every year, if I was on my dad's with the head coach, he always lets kind of the parents have that meeting and the parents send in a video um, and like, and just say something about their senior son, just like, you know, and all that. And I, I remember always thinking as a kid, I was like, wow, what if I was senior one day? Like, I wonder how that would go. And, um, and so I, I actually had a lot of anticipation. I was like, I wonder how this is going to go or whatever. And, and for mine, my mom did a video, but then afterwards, um, after all the, you know, all the parents had talked to us, and my dad, and then it is it's very, you know, it's interesting. It really wasn't like, it was not really ever, um, th- like we've always like, it's been really good. Like th- how do I describe this? I guess dad and coach hasn't always intermixed that much or been intertwined. Like it's kind of always been more separate, I guess. And, um, but in that moment, like he was really just dad and he, uh, he stood in front of the team and kind of said that same similar things, just how he, and that, and then he, when he kind of, he kind of started crying, like just an emotional moment, as you can imagine. I mean, I've been coming to that Hilton garden in Anderson since I was in fourth grade and dreamed about playing close to my whole life. And then just this whole really amazing journey I've been on. And, um, and I, I mean, I, I got choked up. Like that was a really, really emotional, but special moment. And, um, but to, to further answer your question, I, I, it's kind of what I go back when I said earlier, I, I think, um, 
I think it can be easy for people to, you know, look at someone, whether it's saying, oh, they they don't have enough or something like like they, they came from this background to think this of them or they came from a lot. And, and I think of this about them. And like I said, I think we as humans, we all need to be very careful and just looking at the heart of everyone. And I think, uh, you know, for me, that was just always something big. Like I always, you know, I wanted to I was never going to be ashamed of my name or anything, but I wanted to be my own person and I wanted to be the best girl screen I could be. You know, I mean, I've never, I've never really felt like I was living in my dad's shadow or anything. I just feel like I've always, uh, I just had fun just trying to be nice to people and glorifying God. And, um, anything I do, I've always just wanted to work hard and do my best. It's kind of just something that's been ingrained into me, whether it was academics, athletics, or, um, friendships or anything like that. Um, I've always just tried to, tried to work hard and be my best. And I think that's a really cool thing. The fact that, you know, where, uh, well, for at least the latter half, like, I mean, we, we've been very blessed to, to grow up with a lot of neat things. But at the same time, I feel like for my brothers and I, we have an incredible appreciation and we don't take things for granted. And also, you know, we want to work for things and earn things. And I think that's a really cool thing. And it's really a, probably the biggest testament goes to my parents for uh, raising those type of children in the circumstances they did. You remember what it was like um, when the thought of winning 10 games probably would have brought a parade. Uh, (laughs) And how surreal is it to go through a a 10-win season that's regarded as a disappointment? Yeah, that's – and I I guess I would just say – I would say hopefully to most it wouldn't be. I mean, I know, I know there's definitely a lot of those, but it is, it is surreal. Cause like I said, I remember for that 2011 season, I said, if we can have a 10 win season, I'll be good. Like we'll be set. Like, I mean that, like that's how I thought of it. And if I could have fast forward people later and say, not only will you have a 10 win season, but you're going to get to the point where a 10 win season feels like it was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> like what do you, everything, there's not a Clemson fan out there that wouldn't have been like, sign me up freaking out. Like, wh- what are you talking? Like, probably thought I was crazy, but that's really how it got to. But, um, but this year's team, you know, I really, um, it was probably, I mean, obviously I guess the natty year would be my favorite, but this year's right up there too, because, it was so cool. And I think this is going to be even more so than the fact of how great of a team we fielded, which 10 and three also with the losses we have really, really good team, really good year considering. And honestly, not even considering all we went through just on its own merit, 10 and three year winning your bowl game, beating your rival, all the staying undefeated at home. Those are all, that's a great year. And if, as soon as people, if you don't, if you don't view that as a great year, or a good year, or at least appreciate it and have a joy, then, then you're kind of in for a tough journey. Cause that's just, cause that, that's where you get unrealistic. But, um, as I was saying, yeah, so when we were four and three this year, you know, we had a decision to make and it was either, I mean, it was tough because none of us in our career had ever been like at a point where we were written off from so many things early, like virtually out of the ACC even. And uh, so it was really a tough spot to be in, but I'm just so thankful. And it's something the coaches did a great job of. We know we really focused on, hey, look, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You cannot do anything to change the past. But don't focus so much on what could have been. Focus on what still can be. And, man, am I glad that we took that mindset going on. Because if we hadn't, we probably would have – there probably been a lot of other things that got messed up or streaks or that. I mean, especially those last three games. To be able to – that Wake Forest game felt so important to us because we never lost at home. Like, yeah. a senior. I, I wanted to I wanted to keep that more than anything. Well, then the next week, 
<laughs> it's even more so. We never lost to Carolina. We have a six-game win streak, made it seven-game win streak on them, or eight-year win streak, if you want to say that. And um, so that meant everything. We didn't want to. We didn't want to mess that up. Well, then you win that, and it's like, well, dang, we have ten teams before us that have gotten to the ten-win mark. We want to keep that alive, and we won that too. So I just say the fact is, is like our our team that wasn't didn't win as many games as we have for most of these years. But our program took a step forward this year because we truly began to appreciate winning even more. I mean, those that Louisville locker room, Florida State, and the Cheez It Bowl, those are some of the most fun locker rooms I've been in since being in college. And it be, I mean, it's true. I mean, you can you can preach it till the cows come home, but it's going to be it's hard to have that appreciation for winning when you win every single time. It just it gets to a point where it can be. And I think we still did, but this year was kind of a great reset on that. And the fact that we were able to have a reset on that while still having a great year at ten and three, that's just amazing. And it's testaments and it's gonna about our program it speaks a lot about our program and it's gonna help propel the Clemson program even further. January two thousand nineteen, forty four to sixteen. In the aftermath of that, it's like, man, this they could go 45 and 0 with Trevor Lawrence. They could win three straight national titles. Obviously, 2019 was pretty good because you got to the dang, you got to the dang national championship. Yeah, you got to the dang national championship game and lost to a pretty good LSU team. But I'm, I'm curious for your thoughts on maintaining and sustaining. Is it more difficult to sustain it when when you're when you're at the top um, and, 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 and it's just human nature to sort of, I don't want to say let your guard down because that that's probably not precise enough, yeah. but just when you're, you're on top of the world and you're not, you're probably, it's just human nature to not have the same edge and the same drive. It, 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 does that make sense to you? And do you agree? It, with- it, is, it is human nature. And I will say though, and even leading to this year, I feel like we have done a great job of guarding against that. But what I say is, kind of just hard is like because I feel like we all these teams like we've worked hard and we've had some hard all, uh, all seasons and we've we've worked really hard but I think probably the thing that's even more prevalent at least with our bunch is like just not feeling quite as excited after you win mm-hmm. as you would it's kind of like that it just and it just is what it is I mean I remember probably the vivid one was 2020 I remember there was a lot of like people kind of upset after we beat Virginia and when that, that was when it hit me I was like we won by 20 points. And like, there's a lot of negativity. Like, and like, and like I said, there are, when there's, there are honest things that you can change and not no, no game's perfect. And you have to have a keep improving mindset to get better. And we'll do that on middle Monday. But if you don't first appreciate that win as like a fan coach or player, then you're doing it all wrong. You're doing it all wrong. Cause it really is too hard to win. And I think this year just reinstilled that joy to win, you know? And, um, and also just a reminder of, the pain to lose because we hadn't felt that very often. Um, but, but it is human nature, but I will say, I, I don't think it's been too much of a problem in terms of like complacency. Like we've had a group of guys that have, uh, worked extremely hard. And this year we worked as hard as I had any team, but we had a few bad breaks and it is what it is, but we still, uh, finished well. What are vacations like down in, uh, Boca Grande? What's your dad like? Uh, what, what, what are those memories like for you when, when you, when he's sort of letting his hair down. Well, I guess he always lets his hair down. That's that's kind of stupid to say. <laughs> but just when he's when he's when he when y'all are on vacation. 
Yeah, no, he. Uh, it, oh, I love Boca Grande. Man, that oh, is, Grand. It's not called Grande. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's, not, it's Grand. Okay, it's my Grand. bad. Yeah, no, it was kind of it's kind of spelled like that, but at least we call it Boca Grande. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's always what I've heard. But um, it's I've been going there my whole life. But my mom's family started go uh started going there like my parents were engaged maybe, and like so my whole life like we've always we used to go like two two weeks a year in the summer, but then. Um, after we beat Virginia and the, to go to the AC Championship in 09, I remember he had a little bonus and he wanted to buy a place down there, a condo on the beach. And so we've had that ever since. And it's been amazing. We have a lot of lifelong memories down there in Boca Grande. It's a really, really special place and great fishing as well for anyone that's interested in that. I think it's the tarpon capital of the world, actually. Now, Saban also has a home down there. Do, do yeah, he, he was late to the party, though. He was late to the party, <laughs> but, but he he's over. He's on the he's on the north end, and we're on the south end. But uh, but no, it's good. I, I've, met, I've, I've met him a couple of times down there over the years, and he's always nice. And uh, and I think because uh, my dad and him have like a mutual friend, um, Howard Wise, who's uh, in charge of the the main store, uh, the food store down there, and uh, he's had us over to his house a few times. What's the most upset your father has ever been with you oh with me yeah oh man uh well i I guess i'll have two answers the first answer is honestly probably when i was at kindergarten and and i I called 911 and they showed up to the house that oh man that was that was a spanking right there <laughs> i was and I, and I didn't do it again i didn't do it again but yeah he wasn't he wasn't happy about that and, and my mom's like he's like I, he knows better than the, whatever so that was that was funny and then um I, I would say this isn't really one time but i just know that he used to coach our baseball team harder than he coaches a football team and you could yeah there's those guys you can ask. He used to coach our travel baseball team, the Orange Crush, and uh, and we got we started off like our first year we were terrible. Like we we started in fourth grade, and but over the years we got better and better, and uh, we started winning tournaments by the end of it and all that. But he, uh, I just remember he used to coach the baseball. Like we'd be 12 years old out there, and he would literally coach us like as football players. Like it was yeah, there was no there was no pitchers walking off the field, the diamond to the dugout. If you better get your butt on it off the field and if you know you don't you better not strike out looking either that's a big thing if you strike out looking you better just go ahead and try a swing at the end because it's, <laughs> it's not gonna be pretty if you if you come back to that dugout with a backwards k but um i always thought that was funny like i know when i got to clemson i was like man this is this, i was like this is easy compared to I'm like he only gets mad if like people are um missing class and stuff like we used to just we like <laughs> it was funny i think it made us all tough and we got better for sure what is your mom going to do with herself? Uh, uh, empty nester coming up. That's a that's a good question. She she start. I think the other day she started crying about it. Mm. She started crying. And obviously, her sons are still there, but I mean, you know, it's, it's still different. Whenever uh, you uh, like, you go through that phase. I'm sure a lot of parents can relate to that. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, she she does. She is a very busy woman. Though. I mean, she definitely has a lot going on with the All In Foundation, and she's on some different councils and all that, and paying taxes and bills and all that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of stuff, but um, uh, it's going to be that that's going to be an adjustment for her for sure. But I think, I think more than, so she is sad, but more than anything, she's just so grateful that she had her sons nearby and that she can wa- been able to watch our careers right there and that she's going to have clays coming up. And uh, it's, it's been cool. The, 
the change in college football over the last uh, year, less than a year with the portal and, and NIL, uh, it's just been so rapid. Um, do you have concerns about where college football is headed and sort of the state of it right now? A lot yeah, of people. I, it, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say uh, completely. I mean, there's definitely have been concerns come up because I mean, you know, I'm also like, I'm very, I am traditional in some ways where like, I, I just grew up knowing the college football that I know. I'm like, I, you know, I didn't even like it when we had more teams at ACC. I thought just very like, I love the bowl games and everything. And I will say the four team playoff has ended up being good and all that. And, um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of change coming. And I guess this, what you got to be careful of is with any change, usually will be consequences. And um, and I think to a degree, we're probably college football is going to experiment with a lot of that, and probably just go with regulation from there. But um, but you know, I really, I don't, I don't really know. I guess just only time will tell. I mean, I think as a player, you just kind of are so focused on just kind of just when it's playing to the rules or whatever, playing to whatever they say it is. But kind of now on the outside looking in, like um, I, I don't, I don't know if I fully, uh, fully like have a full opinion on that. I mean, I do know that the portal has made things tougher in a lot of ways. And I, um, I, I mean, I wish there was more ways to kind of regulate against some of it. It can be like for some people, it may be good for, but others, like I had to think of Trent Pierman. Um, that's yeah. just for specifically, I mean, that, that dude, he won Mr. Football and he's not getting offered from a lot of these one double a schools that he normally would have some mid major, but they're all taking transfers. Yeah. And it's happened to do a lot of high school kids and like, and it's just, I, I do feel bad on that regard. And I feel bad for the, and I do feel bad for the situations where it's not going to have many Vic Beasley's anymore or um, other guys who, who have developed in our pro or even, I guess a BJ Goodson might be a good example. Like guys who have stuck around and developed. Um, I, I'm, I'm sad to see that there's going to be more cases of people just kind of um, leaving when it's not necessary. Obviously, there's some that are, but um, but you know, I don't, I don't really. It's hard to tell what the future is going to look like. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't really fully know yet. The, one of the really unfortunate parts is going to be a lot, a lot fewer kids graduating. Um, I think that's I know, in, yes. In, inevitable. Uh, yes, exactly, exactly. Although I did, I did hear recently they uh, added a thing where if you make good grades, you get paid like five thousand dollars or yeah, something. Yeah. And I, I said, man, I was like, I was my dad and I was like, it doesn't Clemson owe me about twenty five grand right now? <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, that's 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 a good incentive right there. But uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to go back and pay that to all the former athletes. But uh, but uh, it was uh, that, that I, I think that stuff like that. I think that is good because I think that incentivizes. Um, players working hard in the classroom. And I think anytime you do something like that, that's something to uh, be applauded. Well, I'm sure you got better things to do tonight, um, but I really appreciate you uh, sharing your time with me. And I don't know if there's anything that we didn't cover, but um, <laughs> uh, I tell you, it's been it's been a pleasure to watch you grow up. It's been uh, an honor to be able to witness just an incredible uh, an incredible era under your dad and uh, just really, really cool to be around. So I uh, appreciate you joining us, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, listening, and go Tigers. It was fun. All right. Really, really enjoyed that. Thanks to Will for joining us. Also, thanks to our very loyal sponsors for helping make this happen. And most of all, thanks to all of you for hitting play, I guess, twice this week. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. And back next week. Cheers. <laughs>